0: This podcast series is brought to you by World of Coffee Dubai and DXB Live. Expand your specialty coffee brand into the fastest growing specialty coffee market in the world by becoming an exhibitor at the next World of Coffee Dubai in 2024. I will be there. So head to worldofcoffeedubai.com and join the mailing list to get notified when booth registrations become available. Check the show notes for further details. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward Friends. I'm your host Lee Safar, and this is Episode Four of a four-part series. And I'm joined by Noah Adra from Stitch Coffee. Hi, Noah.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: Good. We are going to have a bit of an interesting conversation today about something that you and I observed that was really, really different to anything we have kind of seen in our couple decades in the coffee industry. Um, during our time in Dubai. So this series is about what our time in the Middle East taught us about the future of the coffee industry. This is sort of different from that because I don't know that this will become a part of the future of the coffee industry. It's just something that we do need to talk about because labor is a big problem right now. Mm -hmm. So why don't you tell us what what it is that we're gonna talk about today?
1: I think the most important part that we've never seen anywhere else. I, I believe that there is a terminology in, in Dubai where certain group of uh, baristas, they're called uh, the barista mafia. Mm. And um, it was quite fascinating because they were controlling what what actually goes through the cafe from who which wholesaler or which coffee brands, and for you to come across, um, you actually had to pay them a certain sales fee to help the to help your coffee to get in there, which I think was quite like uh, shocking a little bit and surprising at the same time that this kind of activities are happening over there because you see this amazing stuff, but then this stuff happened. I'm like, well, what's going on? Like, why? does it even exist in the first place? So it was uh, that was a very interesting, I think, labor market that is very mm. different to any other labor markets around the world, so.
0: And the fee gets paid under the table and there's a specified amount. Like the, as we yeah. started to, we, we watched uh, a situation unfold in front of us when we went to visit uh, friends at a cafe where we had seen in real time this barista mafia at work and you know it was like the cafe was being held to ransom by the the manager at the cafe and um and it was just another example of how the barista mafia works because this manager was saying that if they get fired and there was a really good reason to fire this manager the threat was that if they got fired they would take the whole team with them
1: team with them yeah I think this is the 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 issue with that is because there there is certain um, backgrounds that hold this type of position. So it's not really super diverse enough for it for not to happen. Mm-hmm. So there's a really big chunk of specific background that works within the industry behind the machine compared to other Ethnic backgrounds is what he, said, he means. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I think background that does it and they like to control it. Like, look, there is a little bit of situation where um, baristas over there pay is very different to everywhere else in the world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the owners don't really work. A lot of Emiratis don't work in their the cafe. They're mostly customers than they are Mm-hmm. uh workers some of them do work like don't get me wrong there is a mixture but very rarely you're gonna see mm-hmm. somebody who's gonna you know like us owner operator you know i'm behind it's a, a whole machine different today. model right yeah very very different model it's not the same at all um so that kind of created uh this type of um i think uh how do you say scenario that shouldn't actually exist in specialty coffee at all, you know, because uh, it didn't really come from passion. Over there is a job. And I think that's something we will need to work on to to create it more like a passion driven, mm. not just a job I want to do because it's cool or because they pay me a certain amount of money. But, you know, I think we need to really work on a lot of educational way to create a whole new um Ah, labor force that sees specialty coffee as an amazing space where everybody should be part of. you know
0: yeah, uh, and and folks, just to to finish off a thought that I started before, the there is a a, a fee, a, a range that they ask for when they approach a roaster that's coming in. And saying, hey, so we were wondering if you'd consider our roasted coffee for your space. Uh, the commission that they want is between 5 and 8% of gross sales.
1: Just I mean, a lot of money. <laughs> so much money. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I really don't know how other people have come across it or how did they worked around it i think some people just gave up because otherwise they will not get their coffee sold Mm -hmm. in certain venues um mind you i don't maybe that thing is not all over the place but you know i would say a big number of it happening so we need we need to be aware of it if we are you know a coffee roaster who's willing to go to you know, uh, into the market or looking for their expansion over there. So just be aware of those certain activities because they might, you know, fire back if we don't invest or pay money for, you know, these people to get our brand across into Mm -hmm. their shelves.
0: And I, look, I found out about this during my consulting work about a year before I went there. And the first time somebody had used that term with me, the barista mafia, I just thought it was a term that they were using. And then when you and I were there and it was happening in front of us and the person said to us, so we're kind of being held to ransom by the barista mafia, I'm like, wow, this is the generally accepted term. And Mm. when I had heard about it in my consulting work, I had gone and checked with a different client who was also in the area. Had they heard about this? And they said, of course I've heard about it. Uh, One of their friends had gone out of business as a coffee roaster, because she was not prepared to pay the tax to the Brewster mm. Mafia,
1: which is um, kind of sad and it's a bit 100%. scary. And I don't, I, we don't know how to, like, where does it stop, right? The thing right. is, it might be created today, but how do you stop it? How do you overcome it? How do you fix it? And I think it's a combination of different. Um. Uh, different um sorry my my brain is this The end of the day <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> that's why uh, i think it's, it's a it's a combination of different factors right and and all, we just have to kind of start chopping down which factor is the most contributing totally. into this outcome um and the only way for it to you know justify itself is through you know going through an educational tour um uh, go you know be bring more culture of specialty coffee rather than a specialty coffee shop i think uh build a culture of like make it as a movement and changing of you know people's life over there not just come in do the shots and see you later right um and i think there is a potential for that because as we spoke with previous episode uh, coffee is very well-respected and being a barista mm-hmm. is actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a bartender, you know, somebody who works at a bartending here in Australia and mm-hmm. a really good bar. So as a job title, it's actually a very well-respected job yeah. title, you know, yeah. um, and it's quite attractive for a lot of people. I yeah. think we just need to kind of there yeah, find the factors that contributing it and and work around it to get it you know fixed otherwise it's just gonna become an ongoing issue eight mm-hmm. percent become 20 percent and god knows what's next you know so yeah
0: you raised when we were there and you and i talked about it a lot but something that was uh it really stood out to me as a really intelligent approach to fixing this is something that you do at stitch which is diversity mm. and and the moment that you can dilute the uh, kind of the groups that exist. Uh, also, it's the end of the day for me. So my brain is a little bit fried. I'm sorry if I'm not articulating this properly, but if ever you've got one group of people that are running the whole show, you, you, you are likely to run into some form of corruption. Um, and something that you do really well at Stitch is that you have a lot of diversity at Stitch. And that helps people feel included. It helps customers feel seen and it keeps things flowing without any kind of domination of one particular race or one particular group of people based on gender or sexual orientation or anything like that. And it and it kind of mutes the tone and everyone's just a coffee professional.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it comes with its own little, uh, you know, cross-cultural <laughs> management situation sometimes. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not that a... <laughs> however it does take away you know having a um, yeah it's not all like you know rainbows it it, it it does it does help with at least minimizing um peer pressure sometimes you know it helped to have people to speak a certain you know one language over there so everybody yeah. understand it also helped them to know each other as well like it does create a really good Community And they're all kind of, um, they all, because they're all foreigners over there, right? Like there's a lot of, and yeah. everybody want to belong, right? Like Dubai may be different than Abu Dhabi and other states in Emirates. But um, we can kind of relate because Australia is, is you mm-hmm. know, Sydney, Melbourne, they're very uh, international cities. Um, full of different ethnicity. Uh, yeah like sometimes Ethics, the food yeah. here is it's better than our food back home. You know, yeah. Like uh, you can find really good charcoal chicken that tastes amazing. <laughs> Sorry about that. Shout
0: the, out Al Jannah. You know,
1: <laughs> you know, there's there's a new one in Hill, <laughs> Hills it's really so good. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, um, <laughs> diversifying your labor, it only gonna add uh, yeah. values. Uh, not just for you or for the culture that you're building, but also it's really cool when people come in from different group and becoming your clients, and they can you know even find somebody that can speak their language as well, or they have yep. questions. Especially if you're living in an international city, uh, English good to have, but it's good to have other little languages as well, yep. where uh, you know it works together within a harmony. You know.
0: So what's going to be interesting? Uh, is to watch how this barista mafia evolves as they do get more multicultural representation in the specialty coffee industry over there because this is going to pull people out of business if it continues it already has pulled people out of business and it creates a power vacuum that can become a problem as an industry is trying to evolve and um we know that there are people who have approached us. It was wild having people approach us at the show and ask us if we knew about the Barista Mafia. Mm, 100%, and percent uh, yeah. Are you going to talk about it on the podcast? Can you talk about it at the podcast yeah. here? And when when we would like scratch the surface and and, and media from the Middle East had, said, had asked us like, are you guys going to talk about the Barista Mafia? I'm like, why aren't you talking about the Barista Mafia?
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird because it's a, it's an int- like this is a problem. I guess they need to really address it now, and 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 mm-hmm. have an open conversation about it, and find uh, and really relate to the factors of why it exists in the first place. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I think the biggest situation is the diversity of labor. One, second, you know. Um, it's a pretty good job comparing to all the other jobs, so there's a lot of um th- there there is so much you can talk about when you're like it's a beautiful space, right it's there's amazing. no doubt about that right it's
0: amazing uh,
1: but then uh, I think because it's so pretty, there's a lot of jobs in it as well for it to make it pretty, mm-hmm. you know um and over there you can get anybody on any visa, so it's not like. You know, here our immigration is very restrictive to mm-hmm. who comes in, who goes out. Um, over there, it's a lot more loose as well. So, all these immigrants they're coming to the country as well. They they miss their home. It's a very different yeah. home. Yeah. You know, like coming to Australia, you know, you they might find a lot of relatively similar concepts here and there, but over there is different. But it's changing to become an international city. So it's revolutionizing itself to accept more diversity of audiences living there, right? Mm. So it's going to become there. But if we not if they're not going to talk about it live and really address it and try to fix it, I, I think it's just going to be an ongoing hurdle for the whole specialty coffee or any new people to come in. And, and try to, uh, you know, make it a better place for everybody.
0: Mm. And I want to be really clear to anybody listening um, to this who might be a barista and who might be outside of the Middle East thinking, why the fuck didn't I think of this? I'm going to start doing this. This is the kind of thing that brings down an industry. Once you start doing something like this, you have to eradicate a whole workforce in order to stamp this out. Don't be that person who starts doing this because we're talking about it here so that we can be a part of the solution. And yes. it, that's the only reason we're doing this. And we could get some blowback from this. We hope that we don't. We're not doing this to offend anybody. We're doing this because we believe that talking about challenges is the first step to solving them. Yeah. Okay.
1: And as I said, we need to identify the factors because once you know the reason why behind it, then you can start and say, all right, well, how do we fix that? You know, it's not going to be, you know, a 24-hour fix. There's no doubt about that. But talking about it, it will help at least get that conversation going.
0: Yep. And doing it before it becomes systemic. The last thing we want is for it to become something that's completely ingrained in the coffee industry and we can't wipe it out. It becomes something that passes to the next dominant culture in the industry, and we don't want that.
1: 100%.
0: Noir, thanks again. This is the episode that wraps up all of our Dubai adventures. So thank you again for coming with me. Thank you again for supporting me through it. You're an absolute legend through it. You showed me how to work the booth. You took care of the Tim Tam Slams, and I'm lucky to have you in my corner.
1: Me too. It was uh, was great. And thank you for the invite. And and I really enjoyed it. It was uh, an eye opening. I mean, again, like uh, the way they structure themselves, the way they put themselves on the map, the way they've done certain things over there, there's definitely a lot of lesson to learn Mm. from them. Uh, There's a lot of lesson to learn from us. So I guess what all we have to do is really just uh, build the bridges between all these different way of doing things mm-hmm. and find what the right way of doing it or the most appropriate way that fits certain areas in the world and try to fix that as we progress. It's a long, it's a lot of work, but I believe it's not impossible. So,
0: And shout out to our friends. Like we made some amazing friends there. Khaled Al Mulla, Fadi Akil, Melissa, Marisio, um, uh, Mark, uh, Muhammad. So many, uh, who am I missing? Help me. I
1: don't know. Saif. Um, Saif uh, Al- Saeed. Saeed. Uh, who else?
0: So many. Um, of We've course, Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> Sarah's ah. a regular here. But, you no. know, uh, all the um, Ahmed from Karaman, uh, mm. a, a lot of really fantastic people that took really wonderful care of us um, and, we're just excited to be a part of that culture now and be coming back all the time. So thank you for uh, hosting us and for taking care of us and um, this is just the beginning. So, Noah, do you want to sign off the episode for us?
1: Peace, peanut butter.
0: <laughs> How do you not know it by now, dude?
1: By <laughs> I practiced last time.
0: Peace, love, and peanut butter, yallah.
1: Yes, that, that was like there is a love in the middle somewhere. Okay, peace, love, and peanut butter.
0: Have an amazing rest of your day, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.